For everything you want to know about real estate, it's time to take action. Schedule today. Ron and Don sit down.com is the way. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. To the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. All right. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 167 of the uh, Ron and Don Show. Thanks for sitting down with us. Each and every morning, we do something called a Ron and Don Sit Down, where we sit down with you virtually, and uh, we'll come see your property, too. So, ronanddonsitdown.com. You can send us a note, and uh, we'll respond to you probably in the next uh, 24 hours. Don't tell anyone. The Les Schwab Studios double as the Ron and Don Sit Down Studios sometimes. But yeah. Shh. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don Show 167, uh, a lot of us are going through some stress right now. And as a result of that, your body is changing right before your eyes as you look in the mirror in the morning. And uh, we'll tell you why it's changing, what the science is behind it, and maybe how to stop the change. Also, in California, they'd like you to go ahead and eat, but wear your mask at the same time. We'll explain that. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. And this is something that Ron understands, because I have never been into male chastity. But uh, <laughs> this is something This is something that he's been into for a long, long time. And so when I saw this story, I'm like, I got to ask Ron about this. Uh, uh, this is from uh, CNN. It says, a security flaw... In an internet-enabled male chastity device is now allowing hackers to remotely control the gadget and permanently lock in wearers. This is what researchers have said. Uh, According to uh, the Chinese firm Kuei, and they're the ones that actually make this male chastity device, and it looks like a lockbox for your hunt. That's exactly what it is. (laughs) Anyway... They say what their gadget allows them to do is to hand over access to your genitals and you give those as a gift to a partner and then the partner can lock and unlock your genitals uh, through this cage and they can do this remotely on an app. And they say there's now some, they, <laughs> I can't believe you're explaining this. They say this there's now life. some flaws in the app and the problem is this, that anyone, any, any, anytime, anywhere could lock that device down and then let's say that you're at Shakey's Pizza and you're there and the guy's up there playing the banjo and the self-playing piano is playing. Everybody has a Shakey's Pizza hat on. Everyone's doing sing-along. Everything's going great. And then all of a sudden, the Green Goblin... Uh, did you ever have the Green Goblin at Shakey's? Is this a drink? Yeah, the Green Goblin. My you, brother, you know there's only, only like five people listening right now that ever heard of Shakey's Pizza. So anyway, you get the Green Goblin drink and then you've had too much of that. So then you go to the bathroom and let's say that you're in a relationship where you have given your chastity away to someone. You go to release the Green Goblin and you can't because your Green Goblin is all locked up and you you can't open it up. And it's some guy in his basement in Greenland or Switzerland or Swaziland or something that ends in land who's having a ball and a blast right now for the fact that, well, speaking of ball and a blast, you... You can't unlock. So why are why why are why are people into this? Why 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 are people locking up their junk? I um, thought the same thing. Like whenever you think that you might have some weird aberrant thought in the world, 
then you read a story like this, and you're like, I'm pretty normal. Yeah, like I love I women. I love women's feet. I love when women wear like wedge sandals and all that. And people are like, hey, you have a foot fetish, and I'm like, I must, but it, I don't have that much of a fetish because if you have like French fry toes or toes across, and you wear your socks all the time, like if I meet a girl and her socks are on all the time. I know a couple things. Number one, your toes are crossed. Number two, you might have French fry toes, right? Or number three, you might have hair growing on the knuckles of your toes and you're kind of all natural, so you think the hair on the knuckles of your toes is cool. That's not cool. If your toes are crossed, there's surgery for that. You should get that. And then as we get older, our feet just get uglier. They do. So then I don't want to see it in a wood sandal. I want to see you in boots 24 hours because I don't want to deal with that. And, 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 and in reference to my feet... My feet are a lot better looking than a lot of women out there. They just are. But and, to, and to so your point, you you, you, you that's you pretty weird. Yeah, you know, it's weird. But like, it's I not. Know, I know even that's, close I own it. to be. I own, I own that hill. Right? I, I'm on that hill. But it's not even close. I, I, take, I take a nap on that hill to getting a battery powered, internet enabled chastity belt. Like yeah, how, what's the market for this? I don't know. Like fifty people worldwide. Like I don't even. There's probably a lot more people into it. Than I've. Think n- that's what I think. Whatever. Then why would hackers want to lock up your stuff? Like, what would you get out? Well, of Well, they that? probably didn't even know about it until this article came out, and now they're out there hacking. <laughs> like it's just bizarre. It's there are a lot of internet enabled devices that seem to be happening. Do you do, do you why would you, in this time? Do you think people? Do you think there's women out there that are, that are like dating a guy and they're like, hey, you've you've you, if you want to stay with me, we got to lock that up. So there's all kinds of weird fetishes going on. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's a fetish them. though. That's just the way it sure is. It you're is. out, you're messing around. We're going to lock that stuff up nine to five every day till you get home and then uh, we'll unlock I mean, it. No. If you have to go to the bathroom, send me a text message. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. This is, uh, I don't know if I have any super intelligent commentary on this story. I, I think, think it's you, odd. I didn't think you would. I thought it would just be an awkward time. It's for you very to awkward. To stand here together in the Les Rob studios and talk about male chastity. Yeah. I, I don't really get it. Yeah. It seems very uncomfortable. I, I looked you, at the what photograph. You, what are you into that's kinky and crazy? The photograph of the device seems uncomfortable. What do, you, what, do you, what do you like? Like what's one of, one of your fetish? I just shared mine. What's, what's your fetish? Uh, let's see if there's one I've got that would be radio friendly. We're not on the radio. You can share anything you want. I know I can. And plus we're on tape. So if you're uncomfortable with this, you edit, you could just cut it out. So go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe it's just between us. <laughs> I just shared mine. I'll tell you. You have a foot fetish, I think. I'll don't tell you? you exactly what it is. Okay. This one time. When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. That's what Heather and Juan Carlos did. We lived in Redmond, and the kids went to school there. We loved it. We loved it, so we were super worried about leaving, but it just had to happen. Ron and Don proposed a sit-down, so they came over to our house, and they could tell that I was like super excited and ready to go and frenzied and breathless, and they could tell right away that Juan Carlos was like measured and careful. They came super prepared and they came more in learning mode, right? And what was important to each of us. I want to look at the data and the details. I don't, it, for me, it's a big investment and I don't want to rush into things. And they were quick to see that, even though I never told them. Uh, and I really appreciated that. This house popped up. As soon as we saw it, Ron and Don were here. <laughs> 
The market was super hot right then, and so there were a lot of people clamoring for it. We were just such beginners that we didn't know that we would be able to compete in that kind of a field. We got so lucky. I don't think we could have gotten this house without Ron and Don. When you're ready to sit down with Ron and Don and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. You're listening to The Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. Hey, guys, it's uh, episode 167 of The uh, Ron and Don Show. He's uh, Ron, I'm Don. Anyway, we know some freaky things about me, and Ron just shows some freaky things about him on the break. Wow. None of which are (laughs) internet-enabled. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, uh, coming up here, we're going to talk about eating in restaurants with your mask on, which uh, seems pretty tough to do. And there's some places in California they want you to do that now. Uh, They're also saying a lot of us are under a lot of stress. Uh, I've been walking the block a lot, my block a lot, especially when the sun shines out, just making my feet, hit the pavement, go out. And I've actually been talking to my neighbors and having conversations with them that are pretty lovely. But it's pretty apparent. It doesn't matter whether you're retired, my retired neighbors uh, friends that have moved in the neighborhood from other parts of the world that are here working for a tech company, uh, or maybe you've been in the neighborhood. I have a friend down the street who's actually a local school teacher, uh, and she lives in our neighborhood with a, with her husband who's in the tech business. Everybody's experiencing stress right now, and as a result of that, what's kind of weird is when you feel this much stress, and I don't know if this is going on with you, uh, for men, we have a tendency to lose hair in our heads but then grow hair out our ears and our nose. So it's off our heads, and then as it's falling, it seems to jump into our ear canals. Here's the catch-22 for me when I'm stressed out. I do notice that my ear hair grows more, and I think at some point when you get older, you just don't give up, right? Like my grandfather, he had to know that he had all this hair growing out his nose, out his ears. His ears became the size of bananas. They became huge. I'm very lucky because I was born with a huge head. I have a huge noggin, you guys. It's size eight, but super small, tight ears. And what's going to happen when I hit like 88, boom, I'm going to grow into my ears. and I'm going to look perfect. So I'm not going to have these big banana ears like my grandpa Charlie had. But at the same time, I had to think at some point, it's like, hey, you know what? I've been married to my wife 75 years if I got a little hair growing out my nose and my ears, she ain't, Caroline ain't going nowhere. Are she you going to have an old head on like a Jack LaLanne body? <laughs> you still got guns and stuff. Like, did someone do a head transplant? Because yeah. the guy's physique is really good. Here's my question, though. And, and it's one of the reasons why I've been trimming. And I just and I, and I want it since we're talking about fetishes today. I want, I, want, I, want, I want you to know this because you may be tracking my hygiene over here. I have decided I'm going to trim my nose hair. And when I do that and I sneeze, I actually like it. Have you ever pulled a hair and then you sneeze? I enjoy um, it. No. Well, maybe, but pull I don't on. know if I enjoyed it or pull not. Pull one, you'll sneeze, and you'll enjoy it. I don't sneeze. It just makes I my eyes water. I used to talk water. to Rock Heward about his works at ESPN. And by the way, he's doing NFL now. Yeah, I've heard him. He sounds great. Yeah. He, he drives around, listens to the radio. He used to listen to us on the radio. He was a quarterback at University of Washington. He will pull the nose hair, sneeze, and like he's addicted to it. It's like, hmm. oh, that was great. And then he runs out of nose hairs to pull and sneeze. So I do that, and I found out ever since I heard him talk about it, I kind of enjoy that too. You pull the nose hair, you sneeze. Try it sometime. Ear hair, 
I pull as many of those as I can, but at some point now I'm going to have to let it grow. Because my doctor told me if you sit there and you trim and pull your ear hair all the time, uh, it can set off. Have you ever had? Have you ever pulled an ear hair and then you sit there and you just begin to get dizzy? No. That's what happens to me. I, I did try one time for a short while. We did an endorsement deal for laser hair removal. Have you ever done that? On my back? No, because I have blonde Whew. hair. I have blonde hair on my back. So that is like taking one of those oversized rubber bands, pulling it all the way up, and just smack yeah. over like a thousand times on your back. It was sort of neat to have a hair-free back, yeah. but the pain you have to go through on that is is uh, next level. Yeah. So anyway, it to- sets off my. I have vertigo. I've had vertigo since I was very young. If I over exercise. And I pull an ear in my ear canal. It will set the vertigo off. You know a sentence that I've never said? When I overexercise, <laughs> this if happens. If you don't know what overexercise is, remember that time that you and I got really, really drunk and we were in Oakland and we were leaving the radio station. We had our electric guitars out. We were standing on the couches. If you could turn it up to 11, they were turned up to 11. The Oakland police came by and asked us to turn it down. And of then, course I remember that. And then they told us, hey, we're big fans of yours. Can we get an autograph? And, and, and I, that's the drunkest I've ever been. Like I was drunk like for three days, but I had st- stopped drinking like three days ago and I was still hung over for that. That's the drunkest I've ever been. I mean, where you wake up in the bathroom, the, that's what vertigo can turn into for me. It gets like that. You just have to go in a room. You have to close your eyes. It's like if you have crazy migraines, having a migraine vertigo at the same time, it's crazy. So anyway, I'm going to let that go just to let you know if you see ear hair growing out it's not a covid thing i don't think you can let that go it's a co it's not a covid thing it's just me doing self-care allowing the ear hair to grow like my grandpa charlie did even though my ears aren't the size of bananas yet uh just looking out for my own health and well-being well back to the initial root of this story if you are experiencing high levels of stress uh and they say that these weird things are happening that you don't understand that it may it may all lead back to stress so it could be weight gain it could be hair loss it could be a lot of different things and the article that that we both read talks about five to ten different things where people are experiencing this i I think be honest with me when we first started to hear the word covid19 we'd never heard it before and you started to learn about it. Did you think in your wildest dreams that seven, eight months later, we would still be in the basic lockdown state? No. Because we heard this incubation period of 14 days, yeah. and we heard about if, if everyone is compliant, that this would have a cycle of half a month. Um, I, I did not. So I think that's the thing that's, that's dawning on people and inducing this stress is like, Nobody thought, at least I don't, if you're honest with yourself, unless you were Dr. Fauci, an epidemiologist, I don't think anyone thought that seven, eight months later, we would still be basically in lockdown. And and so I think that that is just now really hitting people, especially with the school stuff happening. If you have kids, the job stuff happening, uh, if your job, if you lost your job, if you're connected to Boeing, like all of these things, the presidential election, like this really has been uh, a year to remember uh, in a bad way. Yeah. And then you always thought, well, get outside. And then you go outside and you choke in the smoke. Right. It's been nonstop. So, so every time you go to do something, that's, well, I'll, I'll go to the gym. But then you find out if I go to the gym, that's one of the biggest super spreader events. Or if I go outside and I go on a hike or I go on a run, like if I go on a trail run and I've had a little injury here, but I've, I've just started returning to trail running, you're, you're reminded by that because if people either have a mask on, they don't have a mask. 
And people will let you know if you're running without a mask how they feel about you. Uh, and then you also have people on the trail, they will turn their backs on you when you're running by because they feel like, hey, you're coming by, you're breathing aerosol, I don't want to get COVID from you, which I understand. I get that. Uh, it's everywhere you turn, you feel like you're reminded about COVID. And even when I was just in eastern Washington before all these fires started, uh, you talk to people that live over in those areas. And they said, we have so many people that have come to these areas. They've gone out. They bought campers. There's no places for them to camp. They're camping on the side of the roads. They're camping in residential areas, all that. And as a result of that, they're bringing their garbage. They're bringing their sewage. Something called micro garbage they're leaving behind. Uh, and they're just dumping everything throughout the state, throughout this beautiful state. So it seems like everywhere you turn, you're reminded of it. Even, yeah. e even when you're trying to not be reminded of it. And I think that that's been, been the hard thing. Yes, it's stress is just to kill. Like I, I've told, been pretty public about like I, my, my weight has just been yo-yoing up and down with this. And I've even talked to my counselor about it, Priscilla, where I'm like, hey, like what? Is, like I know what I need to do. And I wake up in the morning and I want to do it. And the next thing you know, I'm like eating a Molly Moon's favorite Sunday or something. And I just, it's, it's comforting. And the long term, it's not doing me any good. But like, I think a lot of people are going through these cycles where you're just trying to soothe yourself in some way. Yeah. Speaking of that, people are going back out to restaurants and they're eating. Let's talk about that next and what that experience is like on the Ron Don Show. If you have a friend that is ready to start their real estate journey, send them to ronanddunsitdown.com. Hey, it's episode 167, you guys. Let's finish up here live from the Les Schwab Studios. He's Ron, I'm Don, and our website is ronanddunsitdown.com. Anything you want to know about a real estate business, we are licensed brokers at Windermere, and we are here to serve you, you guys. We really are. And if that means serving you at a restaurant, hey, we'll get masked up and we'll do that too. I feel bad for a lot of waiters, bartenders out there. They've gone back to a lot of these restaurants. They're trying to make a living. They can't. I try to over tip them as much as I can afford to do. So I don't tip 20% anymore. I try to tip 50% on a really small bill because we're not, in, in my case, a lot of times my table, we're not adding a lot of alcohol to it because uh, I don't go out and order alcohol drinks at a table. So as a result of that, uh, the bill's not real big. But sometimes the service is forever because I get my mineral water filled up like 16 times, right? Correct. So so I think it's important that we over tip here. Even with my baristas, I every Monday I go in there and just start the Monday off and I put $20 in their tip jar on a Monday. And if I can afford it on a Friday, I add another $20 because they're in there working their hurts off and they just don't have the customer base they usually have. So many of us are trying to go out, support these restaurants. Same time, we understand some of these restaurants are super spreader events. So now a lot of these restaurants are gamers. They're, they're creating parklets here in Seattle. We're sitting outside and picnic benches everywhere else. A lot of plexiglass dividers. Yeah. And, so and what, what is your take on going to a restaurant? And again, a lot of times you go there, everybody's masked up. And so you're, you're, you're typically you go to a movie. Or you go out to eat, or as I was saying in my, you go out to Discovery Park, that's where I go. And when you see everybody masked up, scared, and stressed, it just reminds you of COVID-19 and the thing that you're trying to push so, away so from. So I, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about this suggestion from the state of California, but I need a sidebar here for a second because we have a new epidemic in restaurant workers. And I hope if you know a restaurant worker, share this episode with them, tell them to listen to segment three. We need to stop with the royal we when, when I enter a restaurant and when I'm ordering, 
How are we doing tonight? What are we ordering tonight? You are not in my party. Oh. You are not ordering with me. Really? You're not sitting at the table. If we are ordering, and how are we doing tonight, then you need to pay part of the bill. What about if we are looking for the bathroom? No. We are not looking for the bathroom. Do we need a drink? I don't know who trained this to happen in the restaurant industry. I don't know how it became a trend. Hmm. Stop it. (laughs) When someone enters (laughs) your place of business, the correct thing to say is, hello, how are you doing? Not how are we doing. (laughs) I don't know you. I've never met you. You're a hostess at a restaurant. You're a server at a restaurant. You're a bartender at a restaurant. Are you looking down on them as a result? No, we are not. We are not on a date. We're not together. Okay. You are working. Mm. I am a patron. I don't go into Les Schwab to get my tire changed. How are our tires? (laughs) They're not your tires. They're my tires. The ones that you have are your tires. These words have meanings. And so stop it already. We are not ordering. I'm ordering. If I'm out with someone else, they are ordering. You are not ordering. Mm. You're not eating with us. You're not sitting at the table. You're not paying anything. <laughs> so stop it with the we. Okay. We are not sitting together. We're not sitting together. And so I, it's driving me crazy. It's an epidemic right now okay. in restaurants in Seattle. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. Stop it. So now let's get back to your original California question. California wants you to wear a mask between bites. Um, I, it might be a little bit of an overkill. It is ironic because you go out, you wear the mask in. Yeah. How are we doing? How do we want to order? They take our temperature. When you sit down at the table, all of a sudden you're in some sort of cone of invincibility and you whip the mask off and now you're going to eat and drink and be merry. And laughing and, and share stories. a bowl of chips at the Mexican restaurant and all that. Yeah. Uh, I do try when the server comes over and asks how we are doing that I grab my mask and, and put it over my face. Yeah. But if it's just me and the, and the person I'm eating with, um, I will take the mask off. Um, it was, we, we were out, you and I at a business lunch a while back and the, the third person there did try to keep their mask on the whole time. Mm. Uh, and then when it got time to actually eat, it was awkward. So California is saying, pull your mask down, Take a bite of your Caesar salad and then put the mask back up while you chew. Yeah. And then take another. I, I, I just don't, I don't see that happening. Okay. Be I, honest. Be honest with me. How dirty are the masks and where do they come from? How dirty are the masks? How dirty? Like I pull a mask out of my, I pull them <laughs> out of my visor. I pull them out of, uh, off the floorboard. I have, I have masks under the seat because I'm doing, uh, it's probably important to wear the mask because we've, we've been told this. But I have to say, the whole idea of putting a fresh mask on every time I go out. Especially, yeah. they're charging 20 bucks for yeah. like 10 so, masks now. So I was meeting a friend to grab some dinner the other night. And I had taken all our masks. And I we had two different places that, that we had to stop. That I had to stop. Because uh, we had four listings that were coming up. And I left all the masks at these different li- listings. And I forgot to hang on to some of the masks for myself. So I get somewhere and it's 6.57. I'm supposed to be there at 7. I'm going through the whole truck. I can't find anything. And then in the back seat where my son sits, there's like a whole, there's a whole dirty boy 10-year-old thing that he's doing back there. I mean, and there are Legos 
everywhere. And there are, and that's where he and Charlie sit. So you found like a crumpled up mask with a ketchup stain on it? I found an old mask. I put it in my pocket and I said, you know, I'll just go ahead and have to wear it. So I see this person. I get to the door. I go to put the mask on. I didn't realize it's an extra small little boy's mask nice. that has Legoland on the, on, the, on the front of the mask. So I went to get the mask, put the mask on. I tore the ear holes. So now I have a mask that no longer can be uh, ear holed. And then I, so I'm now holding the Legoland mask to my face. And I'm like, this isn't working. So That's that a good one, look though. So then what I did is I- You're, you're not, you don't- I, t- I, I just took my shirt like this and I just covered my face with my shirt. And I walked into the restaurant and they're like, hey, where's your mask? And I'm like- I have my They're like, no, you don't. I said, yeah, my shirt's a mask. Like, your shirt's not a mask. And I'm like, well, now I'm having an argument with them and then trying to explain to them. Then I pulled the Legoland mask out and I'm doing this all in front of a person that I was trying to impress. And I think it wasn't a very impressive. I can't then they finally just reached over after they made me suffer and look like, and then, and then at some point, seven minutes into the conversation, uh, then they handed me a mask and I put the mask on. And I wonder why they just didn't do that when I walked in the door. And then the stores out there where you get in really big trouble. You walk in and the guy who's stocking, the butcher, the candlestick maker, everybody at the Safeway is coming at you about, you got to have your mask on, man, no service. Well, it's like, if I'm about to walk into your store and spend $300 on groceries. Is that your why, grocery bill? Yeah. Why don't you just wow. have well, it's because somebody is throwing all my hamburger meat away. But that's another story that you have to listen to episode 166 to understand. And it's probably this guy standing across the room from me. You would think that a mask would be complimentary, but it's not. You have to beg, borrow, and steal, or you have to go stand in the information line to get a mask. Dude, I got a very you simple... you have to have a mask bop, 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 on bop, bop, while you're standing hey, in the information let me line coach you up at here. Fred Meyer to get a mask. Let me coach it, it you up. It makes no sense to me at all. Let me coach you up. When you see masks somewhere unattended, you take four or five of them, you put them in your glove box. Oh, I didn't know that. This is the American way. Okay. So you're at the bank and they have the station. You make sure no one's looking. You take an extra mask, you put it in the glove box. I have a whole stash. Oh, you do? In my glove box. A free mask. They're like three of them are from the office. I took like four from the doctor when I was in there. That's the why there's day. no masks at Windermere. Every time I go in there. Right, take a couple extra masks. They used to have, no, they used to have them. They're all gone. You're paying for those I, masks. I, those so are your masks. I, so I was taking them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So like you're doing this all wrong. Like those are your masks. Like when you, you, you got to stock up when you see the stations okay. and you put them in your pocket and, or when you're leaving yeah. and then boom, they go in the glove box. You always have extra masks in the glove box. Okay. By the way, on this t- topic of masks, I'm, I'm traveling here uh, to visit my parents. I haven't seen them in like a year and a half. Mm. Uh, and so I got my woodworking respirator out. Yeah. I have cleaned it with uh, alcohol and I got brand new uh, dual filters. I am going to look like Norm Abrams uh, the old Yankee workshop all the way on this plane. I'm not, the thing's... No, you look like, like what I would do is put a fighter helmet on. You look like Ice or Maverick with that thing on. You you look well, like, you look like we could go to war in like an F-16 or a Hornet with that, with the mask that you that's, that's what I'm wearing. They're comfortable. Yeah. It's got a whole vapor you system You should wear in there. a flight jacket with the mask and then go get yourself a helmet. I should borrow your aviator glasses because I could probably just walk right into the cockpit. You should. You should. Anyway, can we be done now? 
course we can. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. Would you share this with somebody? Download the next five episodes and then share it with somebody because we often hear, I heard of a guy pull up in front of my house the other day and he said, you're not going to believe who lives here. And I said, I'm not? He goes, no. He goes, there's a really famous radio personality that his name is Don O'Neill. Uh, he used to live here. He built this house and then he moved away. I'm like, you're kidding. Where did he move? He's like, I don't know. Wow. That's really interesting. And then he and then he drove off. That's it. I wish I could have told him that, hey, this is me right here. But he couldn't tell because I had a mask on. It said Lego on it. It's too small. Uh, the Ron and Don Show, would you share that with other people so I don't have people stopping in front of my house going, hey, where'd Don O'Neill go? He used to live here. RonandonSitdown.com. We'd love to sit down with you. And a lot of times during the sit down, I stand up because I just have a lot of energy, guys. So, but Ronandon stand up was already taken. RonandonSitdown.com. We'll sit down with you, buying, selling, investing. We'd love to be a part of your real estate journey. Again, he's Ron on Don. Keep your head up, your shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 168 only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ron and Don. <laughs> you good? Yeah. Okay, let's keep going.